Welcome to Inside the Comfort Zone. You're listening to the podcast that redefines personal development and helps you handle change with ease, sustainably and enjoyably. And my name is Adam Kowalik. Now, why is this podcast focused on redefining personal development? Well, because too often do I come across uh, people in the industry of personal development that are flinging the message of growth lies outside of your comfort zone. You must want what you want really bad. Once you want success just as much as you want air when drowning, that's when you will become successful. Stuff like that, that that invites me to be on this journey of redefining personal development and to share the message of how change, life and work can be easy. Thanks for listening today's uh, on, on into today's episode. This episode is recorded live on Cordlin, and if you're not already connected with me there, please make sure you follow and subscribe to me and the show, helping you get notified every time I go live and when there's a new episode out. When you join live, you can ask questions and interact with me and fellow listeners and help co-create the episode and the show. Let's jump in. The other day, I read an article from Positive News Online. You can visit their website uh, by clicking the uh, link in the show notes, uh, and it is positive.news, where they were writing about a surprisingly simple solution to homelessness. Now, please don't turn off the episode yet. I have a good point to make about the connection to my message. So some countries, states and cities around the world has met the growing numbers of rough sleepers, which is another name for homeless uh, people, rough sleepers by criminalizing it, causing an overpopulation in prisons. Now, The city of Houston in the U.S. adopted a strategy about a decade ago when they had the sixth largest homeless population in the country. And they were able to decrease the number of people sleeping rough down by 63%. They are joined by the state of Utah and Vienna in Austria, who are seeing similar results from their initiatives. And my neighbors to the west, Helsinki in Finland, is on track to eliminate street homelessness completely by 2025. Now, what is this uh, simple yet very effective strategy? It's called Housing First, which provides people with homes without preconditions. And then they kind of tailor and create the support that will fit the needs of the individual. Now, compared to what most other policies and strategies are based on, which is often known as the staircase model, which means that people need to be sober. They need to be active participants of support services. They need to seek employment and complete courses on how to be a responsible tenant in order to be eligible for housing. The housing first policy provides people with a home first. What would take 720 days to do, based on the numbers from the Houston initiative, is now only taking 32 days for people to be given housing. housing. 720 days, that is only 10 days shy of being two full years. And really, the policy 
isn't really so much about getting them housing as it is about getting them treatment. But it's really hard to talk about treatment when people are preoccupied with survival. Where will I sleep? Will I be safe? From where will I get my next meal? And so on. Now, during COVID in the UK, they accidentally implemented a similar policy uh, as Housing First when local authorities and a great number of volunteers mobilized, which was called Everyone In. The initiative helped over 37,000 people find temporary accommodation in budget hotels and delivered hot meals and support from a secure base. Less than a year later, in January 2021, they reported that they in, that, that the original initiative had helped over 26,000 people sleeping on the streets find permanent housing. And this correlates with a lot of the other initiatives where they see that they focus first on getting people in and feel safe and supported. A lot of those people, as a matter of fact, over 80% of that, pe- that, that group of people tend to uh, benefit from that initiative. And research has shown that homeless people, a homeless person sleeping on the streets is, is, is far more expensive than when being housed due to the burden placed on police and hospitals and prisons. A rough sleeper ends up costing the government more than $20,000, but only less than a hundred and That is $1,400 when you provide them with housing. Abraham Maslow, an American psychologist in the 1950s, I believe, came up with what was called a Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is a theory explaining that we are all driven by the fulfillment of our needs and that the order of which our needs get met follows a strict hierarchy. Now, the uh, the model is often pic- depicted as a pyramid with the the base at the very bottom uh, being the first level of needs we need to fulfill in order to move up. And the, the hierarchy is based on the idea that we can't move up unless the previous level has been secured. So the first level is the physical need, needs of water, food and air. Now, once we have that, we can we can start looking around and start making ourselves feel safe. And so we need, uh, you know, room, uh, walls, uh, roof, warmth, possibly. So we we can now secure our safety. Once we feel safe, we've got food in our bellies. We can start looking around for belonging, love, connection. And once we have that need met, we move up and we reach the esteem needs, which is all about being significant. It's about status. And once that need is met, we move to the stage of self-actualization. Now, in Maslow's earliest work, this was the final stage. And he believed that we we all drive to become all we can be, which is the self-actualization, becoming all we can be. And towards the end of his, his own life, he started realizing there was a sixth level, which he dubbed or called self-transcendence, which means to give back and contribution. 
Now, what this tells us is that when we are struggling with surviving, we are simply not being productive or contributing uh, people to the society. In fact, as the cost showed us, we are taxing the system and the society. And there's no blame here. I want to make that perfectly clear. We all do what we do in the pursuit of feeling a little bit better. We all just want the same thing. I am seeing the connection here, though, that between performance, behavior and thriving and being inside the comfort zone, being able to feel safe, being certain of the following morning, having the physical, mental and emotional bandwidth to engage with and fulfill supportive treatment is essential. Meaning when we are comfortable, when we are relaxed, when we're not in a state of fight or flight, when we can participate freely and willingly, wholeheartedly, we are then able to engage and fulfill with the supportive treatment that has been laid out. I once heard someone say that if we help people, they become weak and they start take things for granted and will have nothing to work for. Well, I'm inviting you to see how it's perhaps the other way around. It's when we we're helped that we're able to contribute, to give back and make the world a better place. Most systems are designed to leave people behind. Let's implement systems that leaves no one behind, building equality. Thanks for listening. And if this resonates with you and you can think of a friend who needs to hear this, please share a link to this episode from any of the popular podcast platforms or from here, right here on Calling. If you want to be part of the co-creation of this podcast, join the conversation live, ask your questions and share your insights every Thursday at 6 p.m. London time on Calling. I'll be talking to you soon.